the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Josh Pick is the Chief Investment Advisor with Aptus Wealth Management, a state-registered investment advisory firm. This program is sponsored by Aptus Wealth Management. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals to see if any ideas expressed would fit their specific situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Securities can fluctuate and when redeemed may be more or less than when originally invested. Welcome to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. Every week, Josh will teach you ways to help manage, risk, and protect your retirement income in the new economy. The primary focus at Aptus Wealth is to provide flexible planning strategies that can efficiently achieve your long-term retirement goals. Thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't heard about the Aptus Blueprint Challenge, let's give you the details first before we get into the show. If you'd like a second opinion on your retirement portfolio, if you'd like Josh to check it over to see how you're doing, you can schedule a 15-minute call with him and you'll get a $25 gift card to support our local community. The number is 614-364-7300. 614-364-7300. It's one per household and this is really the most effective for portfolios of 200 $50,000 and up. So let's get into the show. Josh, let's start off with healthcare. How do you help your clients get ready for those expenses in retirement? Well, this is one of the really big ones. And it's, it's, it's a giant question because it's somewhat intangible for most people. Well, they know that, you know, the cost of milk is going up at certain rates, but how do we forecast the cost of health insurance when it seems like health insurance costs are just going exponentially greater every single year? And on top of that, we hear things in government about, um, you know, entitlement spending and our healthcare plan is going to get cut and what's the future going to look like. So it's one of the, I would say, healthcare and long-term healthcare are the two biggest questions that are very difficult to answer. But let's first cover uh, what it looks like today. One, expectations. Medicare, you know, you have Part A, you have Part B. Part A is your hospitalization. Part B is your doctor's coverage. And then you have Part D, which is your prescription drug coverage. And then there's lots of gaps in the middle, meaning, you know, it might tell you that we cover uh, that particular uh, procedure after you pay this first X amount of copay or, or something to that effect. So we all used to call these policies Medigap policies, and now they're called Medicare supplements or Medicare Advantage. But those essentially fill those gaps, and they can fill small percentages of those gaps, or they can fill basically 100% of those gaps. So you end up with three payments, if you will. You have your prescription drug, you have your hospitalization, and your uh, doctors that are combined together. And then you have this Medigap or Medicare supplement policy in the middle. And cost-wise, you know, Medicare Part A, Part B, depending upon how much you earn or what your, your income is, you could pay anywhere from about 140 bucks a month all the way up to almost $500 a month. So, you know, we have to structure how and when we take income because it can have a significant impact on how much you pay for your health insurance when you retire. And then on top of that, your prescription drug plan could cost anywhere from 15 to $20 a month all the way up to almost 80 bucks a month. So you have this huge range based upon 
your medical conditions, the prescription drugs you take, and also the amount of income that you have. And then insert those med- that Medicare supplement plan in the center, and those can range all over the board. I've seen them, you know, all the way down into the, you know, low 20, 30 bucks a month to fill just a little bit of that gap, all the way up into hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And why would you want one of those Medicare supplement policies? Well, the the information's kind of out, and that's a couple that retire at 65 are going to need an additional 275 to 300 thousand dollars to cover the gaps in healthcare costs. So obviously the supplement's very important. The advice that I give Diane is this. One, it's individualized based upon, you know, your family history, what you currently have in the way of medical conditions. But ultimately, as we enter into retirement, the more fixed that we can make intangible costs, the better. So in our office, we highly recommend getting a plan that covers at least the lion's share of your health issues that could arise. The last thing that you want particularly if your retirement picture looks a little bit tight or you don't have surplus assets to fund these issues, you should definitely minimize the amount of risk that you're taking. You certainly don't want to have that extra, and we've heard about these, you know, well, they went to the, they had a procedure done and it cost them an extra ten dollars or $20,000 beyond what they were expecting. We don't want that in retirement. Those types of surprises can be devastating. So let's get a supplement plan that is robust, that covers what we would need it for. Um, So in the planning process, Diane, it's try and limit your exposure. At least that's our approach here. And how much can these supplement plans cost? What can people expect? Because we know people underestimate their health care costs in retirement. Yeah, in general, this is a very big in general. One, it's important to get your supplement as soon or at least within six months of your retirement. And the reason for that is during that, what they can call sometimes open enrollment period, um, and I'm generalizing a little bit, but during that period, you don't have to prove insurability with your supplement, meaning that whether you had cancer or you know, you're healthy as, as an ox, it doesn't matter. You get the same rate as anybody else as long as you're in that open enrollment period. But once we creep out of that, well, now we have to prove insurability. So that same plan that might have cost you 100 bucks a month might cost you $300 a month because you have to go to a different carrier that has looser underwriting guidelines. So it's very important that you get in early. It's very important that you analyze what... Uh, rate history has been. In other words, you might get with a plan that says, well, it's only 80 bucks a month. But if you look at their financial data, there's a very good chance that in the next couple of years, you're going to get a significant increase to that premium. So it does take some research. But to answer your question a little more directly, between 100 and 200 bucks a month for the supplement will pretty much get you that Cadillac plan as long as you do it early and you do it while you don't have to prove, prove insurability if you have issues in that area. So combined, as we are planning, we like to estimate that, you know, your Medicare plus your Part D plus your supplement's going to come somewhere in that three to $400 a month range. But that should cover, by and large, everything that you're going to encounter. If you would like a second opinion on your retirement portfolio, you'd like Josh to check it over to see how you're doing, you can take the Aptus Blueprint Challenge. You schedule a 15-minute call with Josh, and you'll get a $25 gift card to support our local community. The number is 614-364-7300, 614-364-7300, and the website is aptuswealth.com. Josh, you talk a lot about the three-legged stool on the show in retirement. For those new to the program, let's go over that and kind of explain. Sure. The three-legged stool has, for a long time, uh, kind of been the, the staple retirement concept, and it was based upon this. When people left the workforce, they were supported by this three-legged stool of three investment categories, meaning they had a pension through their work, 
They had Social Security. These are two guaranteed lifetime incomes. And then the remainder of the retirement income was derived from savings, et cetera. Might be a stock portfolio, might be CDs at the bank, but savings in some capacity. So the logic behind that was if, for whatever reason, one of these elements is, is uh, attacked or, or reduced or something happens, you know, we have a stock market drop, that's only a percentage of our own overall income. Well, fast forward. And now the unfortunate reality of living in America today uh, is that we don't have one of those legs on the stool. For the most part, uh, about 90% of us in the United States today do not have a pension. It wasn't that long ago, uh, rewind 20, 30 years ago, where those numbers were almost flipped. You had almost 90% of the people in the United States that had a pension. That pension was a guaranteed, steady, many times provided an income for you and your spouse, or at least for a guaranteed period. That was one that you could just count on. You didn't have to worry about it. So you had a checks that hit your bank account every single month that came from Social Security and your pension, and you supplemented it from your investment portfolio. Now you have no pension, you have Social Security, and you are banking the lion's share. Almost two-thirds of your income for most folks in the United States is based upon a 401k, a retirement plan of some kind, but that retirement plan is no longer insured by the company. It's no longer controlled by the company. It's, it's no longer protected by the company and managed by the company where you just get to reap the benefits of here's my monthly income and I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to look at it. It's now all on you. So mismanagement that occurs by you through lack of education, through lack of planning, through lack of discipline, that's your problem. That's your cross to bear. The company has no um, liability on their end. All they have to do is provide you options, and now it's up to you. So very, very critical that you figure out a way to build that third leg in the stool. That can be done in a, a myriad of ways. I mean, you could use annuities. You could have uh, rental properties. You could have uncorrelated assets to the market. There's a bunch of things that you can do to add that diversity of income to make sure that you do add some sort of second guaranteed income beyond Social Security, but you have to proactively go out and do it yourself, or you have to at least proactively go out and find somebody who can walk you through the process, which is why people like me and my office exist. Call us, we'll show you options so that you're not jeopardizing your future based upon only having a two-legged stool which if you don't know why that's a bad idea, uh, take one leg off your stool at home and try and sit on it. And so one of those legs would be annuities is something to look at. Let's, let's delve into that a little bit. Yeah, that would be a great option. So annuities are essentially pensions. Uh, it's interesting how annuities for a lot of people have gotten a really bad name. But at the end of the day, what your company is doing more often than not is when you retire, if you have a pension, they are essentially taking your money and buying an annuity with it. So a pension is, in fact, by definition, an annuity. Uh, interestingly, uh, as the stock market be became very, very popular and we shifted from what's most important in our lives is income to net worth, now it's, it's much more important that we can tell people how much we're worth as opposed to guaranteeing our income in our future, which I'm seeing that, that pendulum that swung over to net worth is more important than, than income is now swinging back to man, net worth really doesn't mean a whole lot. I want to make sure that I have a secure future via income. That three-legged stool approach comes back. You fill that one leg that's missing via pension stream with an annuity, and now we have guaranteed income just like we had in our pension before. We just created our own pension by purchasing an annuity contract. And Josh, let's go over, if you have a new client come into the office, the process that you go through with uh, potential new clients. What is the Aptus Retirement Blueprint process? Sure. So it's a four-step process. Step number one is let's find out everything that we possibly can find out about you. 
all the questions that you want answered, let's bring them up. And all the questions that you might not even have thought of, let's bring them up and find out everything you've been doing up to this point. You know, what vehicles are you saving into? Do you have a pension or not? Uh, Social security, et cetera. All the goals, objectives that you have, and all the resources that you have to fill those goals. Meeting number two, we analyze all that data. So we're going to show you very clearly that if you continue on the same path that you're on, this is what your retirement picture looks like. And through that, we'll identify maybe some shortfalls or some things that we can improve upon. Then in meeting number three, we're going to address all of those, and we're going to try and make your retirement picture as bulletproof as possible. So we're going to address any landmines that are on that road to your retirement. And then by meeting four, hopefully we've shown you value if necessary. Maybe you're on a great path all by yourself, but we're going to show uh, that value in meeting number three, and then we'll decide whether or not we're a good fit for one another. It's a long-term relationship. We should take our time and make sure it's a good fit. So that is the Aptis Retirement Blueprint process. A meeting one is discovery. Meeting two is analysis. Meeting three is the blueprint. And meeting four is implementation. And if you would like to take the Aptis Blueprint Challenge, you can give Josh a call. The number is 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. You can learn how the Aptis Blueprint helps reduce your market risk and protect your income. So for the challenge, Josh will give you a $25 gift card to help support our local community. It is one per household, and it's most effective for households with a portfolio of $250,000 and up. You're listening to the Aptus Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. And when we come back, employers stopping matching 401ks. To create a successful retirement plan in today's economy, it takes a customized, solutions-based approach. At Aptus Wealth Management, founder Josh Pick calls it the Aptus Blueprint, and it's focused on managing risk instead of chasing returns. If you're working with another advisor or simply want a second opinion, put his team to work for you. To schedule a complimentary consultation to learn more about the Aptus Blueprint process, contact Josh at 614-364. 7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. There is no cost or obligation, but space is limited. To start your plan, call 614-364-7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. Thanks for listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Welcome back to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. Josh, I've read that more and more employers are no longer contributing to 401k plans for their employees. They're dropping them all together. How should someone nearing retirement handle that? Well, I think we talked about uh, you know retirement plans just uh, a couple of minutes ago, and that is pensions. So let's go through kind of the process of what's happening in the United States. And clearly what's happening, um, kind of spoiler alert, is the onus of retirement is being placed on you. And it's being placed more and more on you just slowly over time. Go back 20, 30 years, almost everybody had a pension. A pension meant that it was your employer's responsibility to fund it for you, to manage it for you, and then guarantee you an income when you retire that you couldn't outlive. Then it shifted to, well, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to do something rather than a defined benefit plan. We're going to shift to a defined contribution plan. Insert all the alphabet soup, the 401ks, 403bs, etc. Most people now have a 401k plan. The onus is now on you to contribute to your 401k plan, manage your 401k plan, and then when you retire, figure out how you're going to distribute that money out in an efficient manner that you can outlive. In the beginning, most employers would try and incentivize you to do that, or at least save face to some capacity and say, well, we don't have this pension anymore. However, 
if you're younger, you can take a greater advantage of this. It'll be better for you. And we're going to match contributions, meaning for every dollar you put in, we're going to match a percentage of those dollars up to a certain amount. We are gradually seeing those matching uh, elements going away. So employers are now stepping back and saying, you know, for a, a whole host of reasons, we can no longer match contributions. And now we're seeing that employers are starting to pull away the 401k plans altogether because they have litigious risk. They have um, risk of being sued by the participants for uh, options and choices. They also have costs of administering the plan. So an employer, particularly a large employer, can minimize their costs by just flat out eliminating the plan. And unfortunately, uh, there's been a lot of research done on this, and about a third of workers in the United States between the ages of 25 and 64, which is in those peak contribution years nearing retirement, uh, don't even have a retirement plan to contribute to. So it's gone from, it's not on me at all, it's all on my employer to fund my retirement, to my employer's going to help me along the way, to my employer isn't even going to offer me an option, it's all on me. So the takeaway here is, quit banking on working for a good company and them taking care of you. And I'm not saying that working for a good company isn't valuable, but you need to take responsibility for your own retirement years. You need to do research on your own or find a professional like myself in my office to walk you through the choices that you have. Make sure you make an educated decision because small errors can make a big difference compounded over a long period of time. Start saving as early as possible. Be disciplined. And then, and this is even arguably more important, when you get nearer and nearer to retirement, what options do I have to lock in all the dollars that I've worked so hard to save over all of these years to make sure that 2008, uh, event like a 2008, the financial crisis, an event like COVID, an event like the dot-com bubble, an event like uh, Black Monday back in 1987, there's just repetitively over time, we've had these occurrences where if you get caught without proper planning, they can push your retirement date off. And what a horrible thing. You've been working for 30, 40 years of your life, saving diligently. You go, I finally have the time. September 1st, 2020, I'm going to retire. Market pulls back. You don't have the proper education. You didn't have the proper planning. You didn't have the risk mitigation process in place. And you're terrified because everything but pulled back 20 or 25%. And you go, you know what? I'm not going to retire on September 1st or August 24th or whatever it is, I'm going to kick that out. And I'm going to work a couple extra years because of timing. That's a, you never had to worry about timing when you were retiring with a pension. You just had to worry about how old you were. You have to take the proper steps to make sure that it works the same way it used to just based upon your own criteria and your own discipline and your own savings. But the dog ate my homework or I forgot, or I got a late start is not an excuse. It's just a part of the process. We have to get started and we have to know our options and we have to execute. No more counting on employer matching 401ks, no more counting on pensions, and definitely not counting on social security. So it's all up to a person. Yeah, and there are some good sides to that too, Diane. I'm, I'm not trying to sound completely abysmal about this whole thing, but unfortunately, you can't just go to work, go home, and, and plan on everything working out in the end. You have to go to work, work hard, do all the things, but you also have to plan for the future because nobody's doing it for you. And if you do it appropriately, you'll end up better off than you probably would have had you worked for the same company with a pension. The problem is, and stats show this over and over and over again, that at least, uh, at least half of the people do nothing. So you have to actually take the steps. And I feel like many times because of either fear 
lack of understanding, lack of information, uh, maybe lack of discipline in a lot of instances. But because of all those reasons, you just don't take that first step. And one of the reasons with the, the Blueprint Challenge that I said, hey, I'll pay everybody $25 is one, it was during COVID and I want to give back to the community so all of our businesses don't go under. But at the same time, I'm hoping to give people enough uh, of a nudge to take the first step because the first step will start the, the process of empowerment and it'll start the process of making sure you're okay. And there's a lot of comfort in that. And once you have the goals in place, then all you have to do is just execute the plan. It's a lot easier than jumping into the unknown. So highly encourage everybody to take that first step. You're listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. We invite you to take the Aptus Blueprint Challenge. Schedule a 15-minute call with Josh to get a second opinion on your portfolio. You'll get a $25 gift card to support our local community. The number is 614-364-7300. 614-364-7300. Josh's website is Wealth. Dot com, And this is really effective with portfolios of $250,000 and up. Josh, recently the president had the Treasury Department allow employers to defer workers' Social Security payroll tax payments. How will that affect Social Security moving forward, and should we be concerned? Well, first, let's, let's address what that even means. Everybody that works in the United States pays into Social Security, with the exception of federal workers, etc. But for the most part, all of us pay into Social Security, and if we're self-employed, we pay both sides, and I'll explain what that means, both sides of Social Security. And if you work for an employer, you pay one side of Social Security. What that means, if you didn't know, is Social Security comes out of your paycheck. We call them wage taxes often, but about 6.2% of your income goes into Social Security. Your employer is paying another 6.2 for a total of 12.4. If you're self-employed, you pay both of those because you're the employer and the employee. So 12.4% of everybody's income up to just shy of $140,000 of income a year is going into Social Security. So if you make $200,000 a year, once you've crested that threshold, which is 137 and change, you then get 12.4% or 6.2, depending on whether you work for yourself or not, put back into your paycheck because you no longer pay Social Security taxes above that 137 and change mark. So what President Trump essentially said was he will allow a payroll tax deferment. And there is some question as to whether or not that will be forgiven, much like the PPE loans, meaning that people do not have, employers do not have to pay their share into Social Security to help them maintain workers in the workforce, help them maintain their employee base so they don't lay people off amongst difficult times with what's going on with COVID. That's a lot of money, by the way. The committee responsible for the federal budget estimates that that will equate to about $5 billion over the deferment period. And you could say, oh, my Lord, like Social Security doesn't have enough problems. We're going to take $5 billion away from it. Well, the either fortunate or unfortunate reality about that is that's only a few days worth of Social Security benefits. So $5 billion really doesn't move the needle a whole lot. The question will be, I think the larger question is, sure, we have these you know, budget gaps and we're filling them during this temporary time. But I think, Diane, the real question is, what are we going to do about Social Security in the long run? Because we already know how this story ends. Social Security is funded in two ways. Way number one is people that pay in, which is what we just discussed. They're getting a, the employers are getting a deferment, of course. But the people that pay in, their money that is paid in essentially goes back out to the people collecting Social Security benefits. But there is a shortfall, and there's a shortfall of about 25 to 30 percent. And that shortfall is filled by think of it as a giant bucket of money. Uh, we call it an endowment or a treasury or. But it's just a giant trust fund, essentially, that pays the remaining shortfall out. And that trust fund has been filled over many, many years 
of having more money going into Social Security that's being collected out. Well, now, if we go back to where Social Security was, there used to be a lot of people paying in and very few people collecting and short life expectancies. Well, now we live a really long time. Baby boomers are now hitting their retirement years. And we're almost down to a point where there's two people paying in for every one person collecting as opposed to four or five people paying in. And people are living really, really long. So the story ends like this. If we don't change the way Social Security is today in some capacity, and there's a lot of debate over how that should be done, that trust fund will run out in approximately 2032. So the real question isn't, is this recent you know, deferment going to change the scope of Social Security? And does that challenge or threaten my retirement plan? No, it's not going to. But is there a challenge or a threat to your Social Security income in the long run based upon the simple fact that if we don't change, it's going to run out? Does that mean your Social Security would go away? No, but it means that 25 to 30 percent has to be funded in another method. And there's a big challenge, and that is the way that we can change Social Security. And we can't just make an adjustment. It has to be a real ratified amendment. So it's going to be a big hurdle to leap over. It's something that you have to plan for. What if my Social Security drops by... 20 to 30 percent. What does my retirement picture look like? By the way, Diane, do I think that's going to happen? I don't, but it is something that you have to prepare for as you do, you know, kind of worst case scenario planning. But at the end of the day, do I think this deferment's going to change anything? Do I think it's going to jeopardize it? No, but I think there is other factors out right now that could have a dramatic, dramatic impact that we're all well aware of, but nobody seems to want to address them. So you're, I just want to reiterate what you say. You don't think it's going to go away totally, but it could drop, but you think the likelihood of that happening is low as well. Yeah. I mean, I I just gave you a bunch of factual information. If you want my opinion, this is what I think is going to happen. Um, I think there's going to be a dramatic change in retirement collection age or full retirement age. You know, now for most people, it's between 66. Well, for everybody, it's between 66 and 67. I fully anticipate my full retirement age. I'm 42. is probably going to be somewhere in the, you know, 70 plus category. I think that's absolutely going to occur. I think taxation of Social Security is going to have to change. I think that that maximum uh, structure of, you know, you only get paid, you only have to pay into Social Security taxes up to 137 is a very good likelihood that that's going to lift. The question will be, how big will the changes be in all these different categories? But I think it would be political suicide and just a darn travesty in general, knowing that such a large percentage of retirees in the United States, Diane, rely exclusively on Social Security, a staggering percentage. You can't just throw those people to the wolves. The real big one that everybody's terrified as a change, though, will be something called means testing. And means testing simply means that while you've paid into Social Security your whole life, uh, we looked at your 401k balance. You have $2 million in there. Uh, There's no reason you need Social Security. That's there for people who are destitute that need some sort of income, and you're not one of them, so you don't get any Social Security. That's the one that that gets tossed around a lot that everybody has very strong opinions on. Everybody seems to agree with the others that there needs to be some changes made. So I don't know what the future holds, but I would fully anticipate having a change. And if you're banking on Social Security in its current form to be able to utilize 15 years from now, there's a very significant possibility that 15 years from now, it's going to be a different program with different collection ages. So you better have you know, plan one, plan two, plan three, in effect, uh, a whole contingency plan of what ifs. 
To schedule your complimentary customized planning session or take the Aptis Blueprint Challenge, which basically gives you a second opinion from Josh on your retirement portfolio. Josh will give you a $25 gift card to spend back into the community. The number is 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. The website is aptuswealth.com. It's spelled A-P-T-U-S wealth.com. I'm Diane Brennan, and this is the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. When we come back, dealing with the roller coaster stock market. We'll be back with more at the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick at 98.9 The Answer. Thanks for listening to the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Welcome back to the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. Josh, what are you doing to help your clients get through the up and down of, of the markets right now? Well, I think we've addressed a lot of them already today. Uh, you know, the three-legged stool approach is one, of course. You know, going into what has happened in the market uh, since February uh, as a result of COVID should have been handled prior to that. And fortunately, in my office, we've been doing the three-legged stool approach for a really long time. So as we entered into this, call it sawtooth, jigsaw, terrible economy, uh, where we have volatility at crazy breakneck speed, most of my clients... In fact, all of my clients had some exposure to things like annuities, had exposure to uh, alternative investments that were uncorrelated. You know, one that this is just one, but one that people would know, everybody would know would be things like gold and silver, uh, which have rallied really well and weathered the storm uh, through COVID uh, very well. Does that mean I'm advocating everybody puts all their money in annuities and gold? Of course not. It's an approach of diversification to make sure that not all your money reacts the same way amidst downturns. So that three-legged stool approach of having diversified income sources is one. Number two is through that creating, if you're already retired and reliant upon your assets for income, meaning we're beyond that growth phase, we're now done working, we're retired, and now we need income, diversifying your income streams amongst different categories. So now we're past the growth. How are we going to get our income? We want to make sure that we don't have to take a drop in income. Same approach, diversifying where those income streams come from and having a three-legged stool approach on income. And then lastly, change the paradigm on the way people invest. And what I mean by that is, you know, for the most part, people invest like this, one of two ways. Either I really think Google's awesome and I'm going to buy Google and I'm going to hold on to it forever and maybe that works and maybe it doesn't, but I'm going to pick a bunch of different companies or the exact opposite of that where they take the Vanguard approach. And they say, I'm going to call Vanguard, keep my expenses as low as possible, get incredibly diverse portfolio, and I'm just going to do whatever that is they tell me and leave that static for a while. What I mean by that is I typed in my age and when I was going to retire, and it said that I should be in the 2035 fund, which is statically allocated 60-40 or whatever it is, and I'm just going to invest in that and leave it alone and never look at it. Well, that's fine, but what is that doing to prevent downturns? What is that doing to actually change things along the way? Uh, I promise you that the 60-40 fund didn't look at COVID and say, there's a train coming down the tracks. Maybe we should get off the tracks for a little while. There is no timing whatsoever involved. And the concept there is, well, timing hasn't historically won. When you try and time the market, you lose. And in general, that's accurate. But what you can do is implement part of your money into what is called tactical management portfolios. 
And tactical management simply means that it will, the manager will constantly look at what's going on in the economy and make adjustments. And that manager is a combination of a person and a computer. And that computer, you can set a very specific set of rules in, saying if we see market volatility go to X, we see interest rates change this much, we see geopolitical things occurring, we see something like COVID, well, then we can adjust from one scene to the next, meaning when everything looks good, maybe we're 80 in stocks, 80% in stocks and 20 in bonds. But when everything starts going a little bit haywire, maybe we pull back the reins a little bit. Does that mean that we try and time and get out and go all to cash? Of course not. The only rule is you have to stay invested to make any money. So what we'll do is make subtle adjustments go to 50-50 for a period of time. What does that do over time? Well, it certainly can limit volatility. So the rules-based approach or tactical type investing through a very logical investment philosophy and rules-based uh, approach, again, it's very, rules are important. You can mitigate the amount of loss that you have. So we have many portfolios that even though the market went down by 35% in March that lost in the single digits. Well, why was that? Because when that volatility picked up, their rules-based approach said, pull back the reins, let's go more conservative, and they mitigated losses. So it's three steps, really, uh, Diane. I think diversifying your portfolio is a very obvious one. Uh, number two, diversifying your income sources in tandem with that is, is very clear. That's, that's necessary, and we should have different places where we're deriving income and gains in that three-legged approach. And then the last one is, even amongst that diversification, in the category that has the word equities or stock market attached to it, diversify that amongst buy and hold type strategies and tactical. That will also minimize risk during times like these. You're listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. Josh, I hear more and more about Bitcoin. I do not understand it. Is this something that you're looking at or your clients are looking at or do you get a lot of questions about it? Is this, is this something to be taken seriously as it's growing in popularity? Well, it's interesting. I think that um, I don't get a lot of questions about it anymore, but rewind six to 12 months ago, and I got a tremendous amount of questions about it. And it was because the buzz was very high on not just Bitcoin, but cryptocurrencies. And there's a bunch of them. And first, for those of you who don't know what a cryptocurrency is, it's essentially an online form of money. So we carry around dollars. We can use those dollars anywhere. We could also go to Europe and say we need euros. We can use those euros in Europe, but when we come back to the United States, we have to convert those back to dollars. Well, Bitcoin or cryptocurrency at their core are essentially a universal world currency that is driven by supply and demand, almost like a stock. And I'm oversimplifying this, but the benefit of it is you can use it anywhere. It's a transaction that doesn't involve a government. And theoretically, in the future, it'll be accepted anywhere for anything. Uh, the other huge benefit, and some of the naysayers will say this is a bad thing, is that it isn't necessarily attached to your name, depending upon which one you're using. So you can have some sort of uh, some uh, level of anonymity, and we—that's what almost adds to the hype. By the way, Diane is—you know—you'll you'll hear these people. Just recently, somebody cashed out a billion dollars in Bitcoin, and everybody tries to figure out who it is, right? So it gets this kind of uh, mystique built around it. Uh, but you know, what is my opinion of Bitcoin? I think blockchain technology, which is how Bitcoin is essentially managed and run, is absolutely here to stay and will change the dynamic of the way that we execute financial transactions moving forward. Do I think that the concept of a cryptocurrency 
has legs and is here to stay. I absolutely do. But people talk about it, even though it's truly a, if we're treating it like a currency, that would mean logically that it has a very minimal fluctuation. That's the benefit of a currency. It's the benefit of the US dollar, for example. When we talk about safety, there's nothing more safe by most people's definitions than to go get a savings account at the bank, right, Diane? I mean, you just get have cash, you have a checking account. Well, if we're gonna compare cryptocurrency to a checking account, it should have that same level of security and safety, meaning that if I put $100 there, while it might get eroded by inflation over time, I wanna have some level of insurance of assurance that I can get my 100 bucks back. And it's clients, customers know that that is not the case with Bitcoin or any right now. The level of volatility is at least as big as the stock market. It's been crazy. People have made millions of dollars and lost millions of dollars in cryptocurrency because it's just not there yet. So if you have some sort of insight or you believe that cryptocurrency is going to explode because of X reason or simply want to diversify a couple of percent, 5% of your portfolio in something that is completely and utterly uncorrelated to the stock market that you know will be volatile and you're going to leave it alone, then by all means, put some money in cryptocurrency. But know that it does not act like the U.S. dollar. It doesn't even act like gold. It's even more volatile than gold. I would put it almost in the category of you know, penny stocks at this level. So tread lightly, but absolutely investigate. It is here to stay. You're listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. We invite you to take the Aptus Blueprint Challenge. Schedule a 15-minute call with Josh to get a second opinion on your portfolio. He'll give you a $25 gift card to spend and support our local community. The number is 614-364-7300, 614-364-7300. It's really the most effective with portfolios of $250,000 and up. Josh, we have a few minutes before we break here. Let's talk about how important it is for people to think about taxes in retirement. This is probably the biggest miss in retirement planning, and I don't fault clients for this. Because most of the time, they go to their financial professional, their investment advisor, their financial planner, and say, I want to make sure that I come up with a withdrawal strategy that minimizes taxes, and I want to make sure I invest in a way that minimizes taxes. And they are met with a huge roadblock, and that roadblock is, I do investments, I don't do taxes, talk to your CPA or your tax professional. So the client then leaves, goes to their CPA, their tax professional, and says, I want to make sure that I invest in a tax-efficient way and you know, create a withdrawal income strategy that's as efficient as possible. And they say, I don't do investments, so I really don't know. Go talk to your investment advisor, and they're left holding the bag. That's people that actually go out and proactively try and come up with the answer on how to most logically set up this plan. The other, over a third of the people, um, and this is a stat that's you know, been researched many times, over a third of people don't even consider taxes in their retirement picture. And the interesting part of that is we always joke, there's only two things that are guaranteed in life, death and taxes. We don't know what the market's gonna do when, we don't know exactly where interest rates are gonna go, but we actually do know where taxes are today. So that is a, a variable that we can control how and when we withdraw our money and from what accounts. So really what I think this points to is you need diversification in your growth strategies and the investments that you pick, but you also need diversification and how you withdraw your money, you need tax diversification. So typically what I see, Diane, is people will have buckets of different money in different accounts, an IRA, a 401k, a Roth IRA, all this different alphabet soup. And they go, well, 
uh, I need 40 grand this year for my retirement picture. And I have this one account over here that's got 38. So I'll just go ahead and take that one, close it out. And then I'll take two from another one. And it's almost arbitrary, just random. They're going to take money out of an account. When in reality, that could be incredibly detrimental in the way of taxation. So uh, the takeaway here is you have to do as much planning and have as much methodical, logical thought on the way you withdraw your money as it relates to your investments and taxes as you do in growing your money and investing it to make sure you don't lose money to begin with. So do not be in the be in the two thirds that pay attention and even more so be in the 10 percent that actually make a significant difference in your retirement picture by maximizing your dollars through minimizing taxes. And I just want to stress that your office consults with tax experts. So your clients can just go to one place. They don't have to jump all around town with for with the accountant. You work in conjunction with tax experts to help your clients. Absolutely. If you have someone you like, we'll work with them. If you don't, we can put you with somebody that we can also work with. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session or take the Aptus Blueprint Challenge where Josh will give you a second opinion on your portfolio, in return, you will get a $25 gift card to support our local community. The number is 614-364-7300. I'm Diane Brennan, and this is the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. When we come back, pensions may be easier to find a unicorn. To create a successful retirement plan in today's economy, it takes a customized, solutions-based approach. At Aptus Wealth Management, founder Josh Pick calls it the Aptus Blueprint, and it's focused on managing risk instead of chasing returns. If you're working with another advisor or simply want a second opinion, put his team to work for you. To schedule a complimentary consultation to learn more about the Aptus Blueprint process, contact Josh at 614-364-7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. There is no cost or obligation, but space is limited. To start your plan, call 614-364-7300. Or visit aptuswealth.com. Thanks for listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614 364 7300. Welcome back to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. Josh, what recommendations do you have for someone that is lucky enough to still have a pension? I think it's the same that we always say, and that's investigate your options. Just because you have a pension, you're also going to be met. It doesn't mean that you're immediately taken care of and that all your family's needs are taken care of. You're going to be met with a bunch of options. And those options can be very confusing just because of the way they're worded. You know, there's a language to this business just like there is in every other business. And many times uh, when clients come in, if they have a pension, they'll come in with a form and say, here's the choices they gave me. What should I pick? I was thinking this. And often the one they were thinking is not even close to the right choice for them. And it's because it's an issue of the language in which it's it's written. And let's talk about how severe the downside can be. Um, I had a client recently, uh, unfortunately he passed away. He was well into his 80s. His wife is in her 70s. They elected his pension option clearly a long, long time ago, thought that they had picked the right decision, but he ended up picking a single life option. And many of you are probably thinking, what the heck is a single life? I don't even know what that is. Well, single life option means that it will pay that pension stream for your life. But once you pass, that's it. Game over. Your spouse is not entitled to any benefit. 
and the the simple linguistics was the issue. They didn't understand that that's what they were electing. They had assumed that clearly a pension would provide for both of our lives and that this was just the highest paying option because it didn't have any other guarantees attached to it. When in reality, that was a huge detriment to her retirement picture now that her husband is gone. And what a terrible scenario to be in. You've lost your husband of many, many years, and now you, have, you are left with trying to figure out if the money will last. So you have options, you have choices, and we need to spend some time going through them. The single life option is always the highest payout because you're only insuring one person's life. But there are other options, and I'll list just a couple, but there's, it depends on your care, your company. But there's joint life option. That means it pays out for both of your lives. There's also joint with, you'll see one that says joint with 50%. That means it pays out for your life. But if you pass away, your spouse only gets 50% of what you were getting. And then there's other ones that say it's a, you know, it's a joint life with 10 years certain. And that means if you both pass away within 10 years, the remainder of those 10 years, somebody, your beneficiaries, will continue to receive that payment. Which many times, Diane, there might only be four or five options, which isn't quite as cumbersome. But I've seen some that give you, you know, 20 different options and you're left trying to figure out what to do. Um, we help with that all the time. And depending upon your health, depending upon your uh, family history of longevity, depending upon what you want to do in your life, um, it may make sense to pick one over the other, but you need to know what your options are before you decide to pick, and you need to have somebody help you do the math. For example, some of them will allow you to take some as a lump sum and then take a pension option. That may make a tremendous amount of tax sense. We just got done talking about taxes. While initially you may say, I want to get the biggest pension I can possibly get so I can live on the most money I possibly can. I don't really need the money, but I'll save it. It may make sense to do a partial rollover, not pay the taxes on it today, and get a smaller pension stream. But you wouldn't know that unless you did the math that analyzed the tax piece of it, which is what we just talked about. Minimizing taxes is absolutely as important as maximizing return. So make sure just because you have a pension, it does not mean pull the trigger and go. It means you still have to do some math investigate your options and pick the right one for your scenario. And please, please don't listen to just somebody that you work with that says, this is the best one. And, I, and you go, well, he's a smart guy, so I'm going to pick what he picked. His situation can be completely different than yours or her situation, completely different from yours, uncorrelated. Do the math for you. How concerned should you be about the company holding the pension if they're uh, in good shape financially? As an employee, do you have a choice at all or it's just what your employer offers? That's a great question. Yes, you do have a choice depending upon what your employer offers. And, and so I'm kind of answering it with yes and no, right? But if you work for a state, investigate what your state's financial situation looks like. In other words, in Ohio, PRS is actually one of the best funded programs in the entire country. So if you work for the state of Ohio, you have a great program. Congratulations. It's pretty solid. If you work for California, maybe a little bit different. If you work for you know, the city of Chicago, maybe a little bit different. So you want to investigate that first. If you work for a private company, you obviously want to look into how their plan is funded, et cetera. It may make sense to take a lump sum, roll it into self-directed IRA, and create your own pension because at that point, the money's yours. You get to control how it's invested. You get to control where it's invested, and thus you get to control how much risk you have inherently through the companies that it's invested with. 
But if you leave it with the pension or you leave it with your old company, you are not in control of that. So it depends, Diane, on what your company or state looks like. But many times you do have options, but you have to do you have to look into it. And how would one even I would have no clue where to start to find out the um, what's even the word, the financial uh, security of, of a certain pension. That's where you come in. Yeah, it's really easy. You just call my phone number. <laughs> and then I just <laughs> we'll blame you it if it takes. You. Just kidding. Right. But there are places to look up that type of stuff. It does have to be disclosed information. But you're right. You have to know where to look. And we know a lot of them off the top of our head, particularly the state of Ohio, is something we follow very closely because we have so many clients that work for the state. It's a very, the state of Ohio, particularly we're in the town, you know, Ohio State's right around the corner, one of the biggest employers probably in the whole country. And, uh, we need to know what theirs looks like. All right. And the number for people to call, your number is 614-364-7300, 614-364-7300. The website is aptuswealth.com. And you're listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. And we invite you to take the Aptus Blueprint Challenge as well. All you have to do is schedule a 15-minute call with Josh. He will give you a second opinion on your retirement portfolio as well as a $25 gift card to support our local community. Josh, I read an article that says Americans think it will take $1.9 million to retire. What is your response to that? That's bananas. Uh, Nobody would be able to retire. Do you know what a finite, small group of people in this country actually have $1.9 million? I actually don't even know the stat. But I can tell you the people that walk into my office, it is not the majority, certainly the minority. We know that 50% of the people in this country have little to no savings. So it's hard to fathom that in the economy that we live in, that we would expect people to acquire $2 million on average uh, over their lifetime. And the reality is, the good news is, it's not necessary. Um, You can retire on far less than that. Let's just do simple math for the average American. If we know the average American in the United States makes approximately $70,000 joint family income, let's just round up and use easier numbers and say that we have a family that makes $100,000. And they do what they're supposed to do. They save their 15% and they plug along. Well, if they're making $100,000, their Social Security will be between three dollars and $4,000 a month between the two of them easily. So that's $4,000 a month. And let's say that they had $500,000 saved up, which isn't, that's a quarter of what we're talking about uh, in the $1.9 million range. If they had $500,000 saved up, the Academy of Smart People says you can pull off approximately $4,000 or 4% of that per year. So that would be another $20,000 a year. Let's just round and say $2,000 a month. That gets them to $6,000 a month. Taxes would be a lot less because they're not paying into wage taxes, nor do they have to save money. I promise you, if you go up to anybody who's making $100,000 a year and say, what do you actually bring home per month? They're certainly not going to say $8,000 a month. It's going to be down in the five to $6,000 a month range. So we very easily just showed how a couple who live on 100000 that make $100,000 a year can easily retire on $500,000 in savings, not $2 million. So the takeaway here is, does that mean that if you were living on $100,000, you need $500,000 in savings? No, not necessarily. The takeaway is, what do you actually need to live on in retirement? Is your house going to be paid off? That changes the game dramatically. What are your health care costs going to look like? Is your car paid off? Do you plan on driving? Do you have a, do you have a car with 300,000 miles and we need to buy a new car? Or do you have a Honda Civic that's going to run for the next 300,000 miles? You have 2,000 miles on it. It's paid off. That changes the game. The takeaway here is everybody's situation is unique. 
And the unfortunate part, Diane, and why this number that I hear thrown out, always million, two million, three million, and it seems like a moving target on what you need to retire on, is such a daunting, terrifying number for most that people go, well, there's no way that I'll ever be able to save that amount of money, so why even bother? And they do nothing. So it very much infuriates me when I consistently hear all of these pundits and uh, alleged smart people who are supposed to be the guiding light for people to follow on TV saying how much money they need, essentially crippling the reality and crushing the potential for them to actually be able to retire comfortably. You do not need that much money to retire in almost every scenario. And that number typically, Diane, is generated by some sort of arbitrary multiple where they'll say, well, you're, you know, you have $100,000. Uh, this is usually the math is done. You're living on $100,000 a year. Let's just ignore Social Security altogether because maybe it'll be there, maybe it won't. You need 80% of what your pre-retirement income is, which is $80,000 a year. And by the 4% rule, that means you need $2 bucks. Do you realize how many things we just ignored? We ignored taxes. We ignored how much you actually need to live on. We ignored Social Security. We ignored, we ignored so many factors that go into the puzzle. That's just absolutely ludicrous. So what you really need to do is ignore the big giant number, sit down and do some math and say, how much money do I actually live on now? What's going to change when I retire? Meaning is the house going to be paid off, et cetera? How much do I actually need then? What are some intangible things like healthcare? And we add those back into the pot and you come up with a monthly number. Let's say that monthly number is $5,000 a month. And you go, well, social security, that's going to be 2,500 of it. So that means I have a shortfall of $2,500 a month. That's $30,000 a year. Well, if I have roughly $800,000, I'm good. But am I? No, wait, hold on. It all de- then we got to talk about taxes. So now we dive into the tax game. These are all, to me at least, very easy, easy, easily solvable problems. But you have to actually take the initiative to go do it. But don't be jostled to the point of taking no action because someone who doesn't know you on television said you need some obscene amount of money to be able to achieve your objectives. Sit down with my office. We'll walk you through your scenario. And hopefully you'll leave a very, very happy person knowing that those numbers you've been hearing that have terrified you don't apply to you at all. You're in good shape. Maybe it's a good idea to scare 21-year-olds into saving, saying you're going to need $1.9 million in, in your future. So it's, it might be a good tactic to, to scare the young kids into saving. <laughs> Perhaps. And I think we also need to teach young kids uh, about a whole bunch of savings things in school. But that's a different topic for a different day. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's edition of the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. To learn strategies to manage risk in the new economy and to schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call. The phone number is 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. The website is aptuswealth.com. It's spelled A-P-T-U-S wealth.com. Thanks so much again for joining us. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with host Josh Pick. Josh helps guide his clients through retirement by managing risk instead of chasing returns. He calls it a blueprint, and you can get started at no cost or obligation. Give the team at Aptus Wealth a call today to schedule your consultation at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300 or online at aptuswealth.com. That's A-P-T-U-S wealth.com. 
To learn strategies to manage risk in the new economy, join us again next weekend right here at 98.9 The Answer. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.